0: Oh <laughs> shit! and felicitations. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Hey, well, I got my tablet back or my my iPad. Uh, I got music. It feels very comfortable. I have this playing in the background as I chat with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Chairland Chronicles. Episode 28, Season 2. Man, I didn't think I'd get this far. Well, let's see how far I can take it. Right now, it's chilly in San Antonio. i got my hoodie on. I've got my hood pulled up because it's a little chilly. If you look at my Facebook photo, you'll see that I've updated my uh, Facebook photo, and it shows me in my hoodie. I look like a Sith Lord, but don't worry. I haven't gone to the dark side. I'm still sitting here in the light, or at least trying to. Uh, Well, Veterans Day is behind us. This is the beginning of a new week. Let's see what new adventures bring us. Well, they already brought me some uh, new feelings uh, back in the the misery department. But what are you going to do? Shit happens, right? Sometimes things come and knock you down. And you take one knee and you push yourself back up. Brush yourself off and you take baby steps. And you move forward. Rocky said it best. You move forward one step at a time. That's how winning's done. And I want to be a winner so bad. All right, well, we're going to kick this off. I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about me. We got to get back in the swing of uh, dialysis, which is what this whole uh, podcast was all about. Uh, What goes on with me while I'm uh, sick here until the day that I die. When you don't hear any more episodes from me, you probably pretty much assume that I've gone on. But uh, until then, I will leave you with Billy Preston. He's back in the house, and we'll carry on in just a little bit. this song welcome back you're listening to the chairland chronicles i'm not dead yet well my for some reason my ipad pro is working again so i figured i better squeeze in another uh, block before the thing craps out on me so here we go uh yesterday was monday well yesterday was also national diabetes day And the funny thing is at my dialysis clinic, nobody came around and said, Hey, happy happy uh, Diabetes Day. uh, Or gave me a Walmart $100 gift card or anything like that. Well, that's all right. But yesterday was National Diabetes Day. Uh, It's when we recognize the people that have diabetes and what a dangerous disease this is. It's insidious because it works slowly over time. And it kills your kidneys, it kills your legs, it kills your eyes, and it kills your heart. And then eventually it will kill you. That's the train I'm on right now. And right now I'm on the dialysis train. And I'm riding for as long as my life will take me. I don't know how much time I got left. uh, Living on borrowed time actually. But um, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do the best I can. And uh, the song is because, hey, I still feel crappy. But uh, the show must go on. So here we are. Anyway... Uh, I really didn't know what I was going to... I, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to chat about, but uh, this is kind of taking precedence. There's some things on the national scene that have really blown up. Uh, earlier this afternoon, Russian... This is a report. Russian missiles that were fired from Russia landed in Poland. Now, we don't know. Two people, were, Two Polish citizens were killed. Now, we don't know... If one, they fired them deliberately into Poland to spark World War Three or two, these were inadvertent missiles that just got out of control and landed where they, they were targeted for your, uh, Ukraine, but managed to make it to Poland. It's hard to say at this point. We're still trying to get our intelligence sources. Why they haven't figured it out yet, I do not know. And remember... There's the Article 4 of the NATO rules, which says an attack on one is an attack on all, and there should be a NATO response, which means World War III may start tonight or tomorrow. We don't know. At this point in time, Vladimir Putin has not said a thing about these missiles that were fired into Poland. But the world stands on the brink. It's two minutes to midnight, people. Have You, you better start digging your shelter. You better get in your backyard right now. I know it's cold. Let's start digging that hole because that may be all we got. And tell me where you live so I can go hang out with you. Uh, the other thing that just broke is Donald Trump is filing the papers to run for president in 2024. This is going to be an extremely interesting set of set of uh, circumstances. Now, if you were around for 2020... And you saw all the brouhaha that went on. There were, what, 13 Republican candidates, and Trump ended up beating them all out. And there were a whole bunch of Democratic candidates, and Joe Biden got that one. I don't know how that worked out. And then the rest, as you know, is history. And here we are. Well, actually, I mean 2016. My bad. So now... We're going to run again. He's going to run again. And now he's, we're looking at He's going to be running against Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Now, mind you, a lot of people like Trump. I like Trump. I mean, we were a very prosperous country. We were doing it. We were getting it done. I to and, do one and, because I... Damn it. We, <laughs> sorry. We were getting it done. Gas was was cheap and plentiful. Uh Prices were low, inflation was low, it uh, 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 employment was, was fairly stable, and then COVID came along and really screwed everything up. So you fo- <clears throat> follow the news, you know what happens, you know where we're at. So here we are. So anyway, let's get back to it. Now, Ron DeSantis, I like. I think he's a good candidate for president. But now here's the thing. They were talking some time ago, and Ron DeSantis said that if the in the event that Donald Trump ran, he was going to withdraw his name from the from the running because he didn't want to. He knew he couldn't really compete. But Ron DeSantis has done a hell of a great job for Florida. He was there for the hurricanes. He got the the bridges uh, repaired to to connect the uh, Florida Keys back with the mainland. Um. He did a lot of good for his state. Can he do let Now, see, here's the here's the thing. I, I'm a Texan. I know my governor did a lot for Texas, and he's done the best that he could. Yeah, he wasn't. He's not perfect, and thank God he's no Beto O'Rourke. So. Uh, Ron DeSantis, okay, he's a good candidate. Then there's, uh, what's her name, Christine Noem, the uh, governor of the state of Wyoming, is probably going to throw her hat in there. Now, on the Democratic side, Joe Biden's adamant about running again. I don't think his party really wants him to. And then uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is definitely going to throw his hat in the ring. The one thing we cannot allow, at least from my standpoint, is we cannot allow another Democrat to run this country, especially uh, uh, DeSantis, or uh, yeah, Governor uh, Newsom from California, because he's going to turn the whole United States into California. California is a shambles. They got the highest uh, tax rate. They got the highest inflation. They're paying seven dollars a gallon for gas. Now think about it. Here in Texas, we got it pretty good. Three fifty a gallon. You know, maybe a little bit more in some places, but in California, it's $7 a gallon. That's a lot for gasoline. I can only imagine what bread and milk must run. Now, here in Texas, bread and milk are high. Meats are high. I just went to the store the other day, and I bought a crap load of meat because I don't have any meat in my house. Uh, so, it's a matter of... There are those people that you, you see on TV that quote the Bible that a, f- a great famine is coming. If you're listening to me, start stockpiling now. What? Well, soup, canned beans, canned vegetables, those little canned weenies, the Vienna sausages, the, the canned potted meat, crackers, crackers because crackers are sturdy they're durable they last quite a quite a long time and as long as you have something to eat ah and water now you can store water i don't know how long water stores but now you can you can go on the internet you can go on on amazon and look up emergency water And they will sell you a case, a big box full of like 250 or 500 packets of four ounces of four ounce, four ounce packs of water, which is emergency waters, or there's a ration of water. It's not a lot, but it's enough to keep you alive. You know, you drink three of those a day, not all at once. You got to space them out over the day, morning, noon, and night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you should be all right. If you have the space in your home or if you live out in the country, plant a garden. Corn, beans, uh, tomatoes, potatoes. Potatoes are the best. Uh, Beets, turnips, all the things that you probably didn't like as a kid, I guarantee you're going to learn to eat them. Lettuce, celery, all those things. That we uh, that your grandmother and your ancestors did, you're gonna have to relearn all over again. Yeah, I know it's rough, but what are you gonna do? Survival is what's important. It may get now. Now, when I was in the store, this is a, an observation. Uh, it's about a week before Thanksgiving the shelves are already bare in some places. Now, the goal of my trip to the store was to buy meat to prepare for for Christmas. My mom and I have been making barbacoa, which is a Mexican thing, if you know what it's about, uh, for many, many years. It goes back to my grandfather when he ran his grocery store and he taught me how to make, how he does it because he would sell it on the weekends. And it was quite tasty. And it still is the way we make it. Uh, so, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're there and the, the pickings are slim and they're getting slimmer now. If you, if you haven't gone to the store, go now and buy what you got to buy because it's running low. So we're in the meat section. We're, we've already bought some soup bone. We bought a couple of roasts. And now we got to go buy the tongue for the barbacoa. We get to the bin. There's only two tongues there. It's the last two. So I'm standing to the to the right of my mother. And she's looking at the at both of the, the, the tongues to see which one she wants. This other woman sides up to me on my right side. And is pushing against me because she wants to get the the, the last tongue. And I look at her and I'm like, excuse me. And she kind of backed off. Then her husband came up, and she got even braver, and she's pushing up on me again. So I got her, I got her away because my mom already had the tongue she wanted, and left her the the slim pickings. So they either had to take it or they don't get nothing. So we got that. We bought a burger meat and a couple of other other pieces of meat. <coughs> so we're set. The freezer right now is packed. But once again, if you haven't gone to the store, please go because time is running out in more ways than one. So now we got uh, we got that. We got this is going to be a very hard-fought election. For the next two years, we're going to get hammered. I mean, my phone was just on fire from all the text messages I was getting from uh, Donald Trump Jr. to donate to the Republican Party. And I kept saying, every time I saw one of those texts, yeah, Don Jr., I'm with you. I'm just not. I can't give you any money. I live on a fixed income, man. I don't have $5 to spare for myself. And you want me to donate to you so Herschel Walker can be elected to the Senate? I, I can't do it. I support you. I believe in what you're what you're doing, but I can't support you monetarily. Hell, you know it sucks not having money in my pocket. When I was working, yeah, I had money in my pocket. Things times were good. Now times are not so good. I'm not alone. I know you're probably feeling the same uh, the same crunch. Now we all do the best we can, and. Uh, All I can say is have a happy Thanksgiving and I hope you enjoy your turkey. You might want to save some and freeze it for uh, hard times that may be coming. And can you imagine if a war does start? God help us. So from now on until all this cools off, say a prayer at the end of the day. To thank God for what you got, what's coming, and please let the our leaders' heads cool off and put all this nonsense of war behind us. All right, you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. What do you think? Tell me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Elon Musk's Twitter. Uh and uh, you can reach me at... I'm at Ben-Hur Epperson, or at T-C-C-I-N-D-Y. The Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. You're listening to The Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben-Hur. Stick around. I'll be right back. Step one, say talk, he walks, he say sit down, it's just a talk, he smiles politely back at you, you stare politely right on through, some sort of window to your right, She goes left and you stay right, and we're back, you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles, I'm not dead yet, I'm your host Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. You're listening to... Well, it's drivel sometimes, I think, but this particular block has got some relevance to it. Uh, went to my clinic today for my treatment, and my tech... I'm not going to say his name, because, you know, I, don't, I try to respect that boundary. And he just mentions to me that he's angry. Now, I know he's a vet, and he went to Afghanistan, and... He got into the shit several times, and I know he's seen some pretty horrible things. Uh, has had to do some pretty horrible things too. But uh, I said, What's the matter, man? Let's talk to me, you know. I'm here, I'm here. And he goes, No, I just woke up mad, you know. And I said, I get it, I used to wake up mad. Well, not so much anymore because my PTSD's run, it cor- run its course, but his hasn't his is still fresh in his memory and this is the way it affects you sometimes you just get mad for no reason I used to but now you have to push my buttons to get me mad and sometimes it, doesn't, it doesn't take that much because I got PTSD too and it just hits you when it hits you and I told him I said you know Matt I, I'm here talk to me talk to me tell me what's going on he goes oh, I'm just mad and I just I, just, I said you just want to put your fist in somebody's face don't you he said, yes I said, "Dude, don't." I said, "Breathe, breathe." And he's standing there by my kidney machine, and he's just—I hear him taking deep breaths in and out. I said, "That's it, man. Just breathe, breathe, and calm down. Take your life back. Don't give in. Don't let the bastard win. You come back to us. Come back to Earth." I wanted to cry. But it's 5:30 in the morning. I'm not going to cry for all those old people. So I think I was emotional because I helped him. I helped another vet, and uh, there's another vet that sits across from me. He's a Marine, and we have a good time the three of us because we're all we we've, we've all been in the shit. This guy is missing a leg, and I'm pretty sure he lost it in. In, in Iraq but I don't know because I really haven't found out what his story is but anyway getting back to my tech he's standing on the machine and he's just breathing I said do you feel better he said yeah I feel a little bit better I said good 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 that, that's a step forward see because like the song says he he's kind of off the rails and I'm the train that comes along on the other track and tries to push him back onto the track Maybe in a weird way, I may not show it, but I really do care about people. Because we all need a hand to help up, a shoulder to cry on, somebody to hug. And when you don't have that in your life and you're trying to deal with a whole array of emotions that manifest themselves in a snake ready to strike... And I know he's got an AR-15 in his, tr- in his car. And he carries a pistol. And he told me the other day, he said that he carries his pistol everywhere. I said, no, I get it, man. When I got out of the Navy, I carried a, a, a six-inch K-Bar knife around on my belt out in public. And fortunately, I never got stopped by anybody or questioned by anybody about it. But I get it, man. I said, but you got to remember, you're in. This is the real world. This is the this is the civil world. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. And we all got our demons to bear. And I know you've got your share. And uh, so I did what I do best. I make I made him laugh. I got his mind off why he was angry because he didn't even know why he was angry. He just was. And but I know because I've been there. I understand. The struggle, the struggle is real. And I tell him that. And I say, I got got your back, man. You tell me you need to talk. You want want to just yell. You want to scream in the dark. Tell me. And I'll be there with you. We will do it together. I'm not going to let you walk out of here all alone by yourself. You got somebody. I'm here for you. I'm here with you. I will be no matter what you tell me. I don't want to find out that you become another statistic statistic, excuse me, of another dead veteran because I almost became another dead veteran several times and I'm not proud to say it, but then again, I'm not ashamed to say it either, that I've tried to kill myself because my demons still chase me. And when you hear that a veteran's killed himself, it's because the demons got the better of him. We forget to be warriors sometimes when we have to fight the good fight, no matter what. We're all a little screwed up from the things that we did in the military. They ask us to do sometimes the most impossible things, the most horrible things. And we do them because of our sense of duty and honor and love of country. And then we have to carry that regret and no one else knows what that regret is. So I think I helped him. I hope I did. I hope he goes home with a clearer mind and goes and hugs his girlfriend and passes the night well and sleeps without hearing the screams. He told me one time that, you know, he was all stressed out and he didn't know why. And I said, and he—that's when he told me about what he did in Afghanistan. And I said, you know what, man? That's—that's that's PTSD. That's—that those are the—the the fears that you have. And then I just asked him a question, point blank. I said, you still hear the screams? And he looked at me straight, dead on. And he said, yes. I said, yeah, I know. I get it. I still hear the screams too. But with that. Every man that's gone into battle, every man that's picked up arms, leaves that arena with a different sense of being because of what you've done. And then, you know, I tell people I was in the Navy, and they go, oh, well, what could have happened to you? You know, there's no combat in the Navy. I said, well... I was in the Navy during a thing called the Cold War. And sometimes the Cold War got hot out there in that cold ocean. But we don't talk about those things. The thing that happened to me, I've only told my, girl, my ex-girlfriend now, my brother-in-law, because we were drinking, and my mom. I never even told my dad what happened to me. I don't know why, but I just didn't. But I told my mom. The thing is, I tell them, but I don't think they believe me. But like when my tech told me his story, I believed every word he said because I can see the conviction and the fear and the horror in his eyes and his voice when he tells me that when I hear your man's voice crack, That's the stress talking to you. The stress that wants to force its way out and scream at you. Just this bald faced scream into the night that can be heard for miles. And you scream so loud that your lungs ache and your throat ruptures and cracks. And when finally that last breath of air and that scream is let out of you, You feel empty inside. Because you're still the same person with the same demons and nowhere to turn. That's the horror. Is the aftermath of battle. And you're not proud of what you did, but you did it because you were a good soldier. The screams will fade, but they won't go away. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. We'll be right back. Sorry I got carried away there. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thanks for sticking around. Well, maybe it's time to get back to the nature of the whole purpose of this podcast, which is to tell you about my life on dialysis. Um, I am one of many on dialysis. A drop in the bucket compared to... All the people that are on dialysis, over a million. And there are 10, 15 million people with diabetes who are headed that in the direction I'm headed. Not every, It won't happen to everybody, but it happened to me, and it happened to all my chairmates, all the people that I, I guess you could say, serve with in the clinic. In my my, I am in the morning shift of my uh, treatment center, there are 25 chairs in my clinic, and each one's usually occupied. So there's 25 people in the first shift, which starts at about 5 in the morning. Some people are there as early as 4.30. I don't roll in until about 5.15 because they get me on at about 5.30. So I'm out of there, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock at the really the very latest. Now, today was, they had a raffle for all of us. They gave us tickets and they raffled off a turkey. I didn't win. Hell I didn't even get a can of yams, man, you know? Come on, gotta give me something. Hell, a can of spam would have done. But that's alright. Anyway, as I look around at my fellow chairmates, most of them asleep. I'm not I'm no different. I fall asleep for about an hour. I'll sleep for about an hour. And then I have to entertain myself the rest of the time that I'm there. And I do with my tech, we, we chat, we joke, we screw around. I'm a knockoff, I am a, just a big old knockoff because I don't like what's going on, So, but I, I get through it. That's what I've done all my life. When I gotta get into something that's not fun, I make the best of it, I have to. It's just, I've seen people who fight and it gets them nowhere. Um, I remember I was in a hospital several years back and I had a what they call a, a ng tube a nasogastric tube that's that tube that goes in your nose and down your throat and into your stomach maybe if you know what I, I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about so I've got one in my nose because they're draining all the nasty acid out of my stomach and whisking it away to god knows where there was this old man in the bed across from me this is then when in a university hospital when they had four to a room for the poor people now oh my god now you go to university hospital you got your own room it's one person to a room they're much more roomy they're much more comfortable they're much more aesthetically pleasing if you can play with the lights by the door, you can set the mood, you can have like these orange lights, uh backlight in your room. Oh man, it is nice. I, I, the room I was in, I didn't want to leave, but you have to, because after all, that is a hospital. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, the, nas- the NG tube. So this old man's across from me and the nurse comes in and says, Mr, I forget what his name was, but uh, she goes, okay, we're gonna come back and we'll put an NG tube. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, my friend, you're not gonna have fun. So the nurse came in and she unfurled this tube out of the packaging and she goes, we're gonna put this in your nose and down your throat. And he's like, no. And she goes, yes, we have to. we have to extract the fluid from your stomach. And he fought him, and he pushed him away, and then they had to call in two orderlies to hold him down. And this woman shoved this tube in his nose. It's not a big tube. It's not a very big tube, but it feels like it's about three feet wide when it goes down your your nasal passage. And he's screaming, and then finally he gives in, and he starts crying. And the tube goes in. And... After he's done, he's wiping the tears from his face, and he's looking at me, and he sees I got a tube too. And I just looked at him and said, I know, I understand. I did the same thing. So uh, about a year later, I'm back in the hospital for almost the same thing I was there to begin with. And uh, they say I need an NG tube. Uh, This is in the ER before I even got admitted to the hospital. Um, I'm there and the, the nurse and the technician came in we're going to put an NG tube and I'm like yeah fine okay so they start explaining to me the whole procedure what, what this is for and I said look I get it I understand let's let's get this done and they're like yeah good attitude let's do this so they start putting the the tube in my nose I can feel it going into my my nasal passage and it's starting to irritate my throat and I just start they go swallow so I start swallowing and I'm breathing really hard but I'm not struggling. I breathe and I breathe and I, and I swallow and I swallow. And I start to gag as this thing hits my epiglottis. Finally it makes it past it and it's on its way into my stomach. There's a few more gags. But the, the guys were like, I've never seen anybody take this tube as well as you did. I said, I'm trying. I'm trying to help, you know. I'm the biggest problem you have. So if I can make it easier for you, I will do that. So... That's what I did. And the NG tube went down. Now, it's not any more fun coming up, but it's a relief when they pull it out. Uh, It's a lot like when they pull the tube out of your willy when uh, they're removing the catheter because you've been peeing in a bag for a week. Yes, I know. I said willy. Well, what are you going to do? So... Anyway, what does this have to do with the people at my clinic? Absolutely nothing. I'm just trying to give you uh, an insight into my my mental structure, the uh, way I think, the way I see things. Same same difference at my clinic. Now, I do sleep for about an hour, and I wake up, and I see everybody else zonked out. And that's okay. There's nothing else to do except be either that or look at TV. You know, if there was some more interaction in the clinic we'd probably be better off I even went as far to want to suggest maybe instead of sitting in a big recliner we had like an exercise bike where we could pedal our our feet you know move around you know but uh, nah they didn't go for that idea so so uh, watching everybody and they're all asleep and I do the best I can We're in a difficult situation and then I have to try to contend with my tech because if he's in a bad mood, I try to break him out of it. I try to... I I try... I'm a comic. I try to see the funny in everything, even the most horrific, because you have to, because one day it's going to be you. You know, and uh, you have to be prepared. And you have to be a little bit loose Because when the shit hits the fan It hits and it hits fast and it hits hard You know So There's a Drop in the bucket when it comes to people on dialysis And I'm just one drop In a very large bucket you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Hey, uh, you know, you can get back to me. You can tell me what you think of the show or a particular block in an episode or whether you liked a particular episode or not. I can be reached at, on my Twitter account, which is Ben Hur at TCCINDY. That stands for the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Ben Hur at T C C I N D Y. Just drop me a line. Tell me what you think. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Should I keep doing this podcast, or should I just move on and try to find something else to do? All right. With that said, we'll be right back. Back, you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. Well, my life has been a roller coaster for sure, and right now I've been going through a whole lot in my personal life. Uh, I'll talk to you about my three states of being, which is the mental, the physical. And the emotional. Right now my emotional side is deep in the hole. And that brings down my other two. It has an effect on my physical and a big effect on my mental. Uh, I've been through a lot of pain lately. For about the whole past year. Not knowing well now I saw something on my Facebook that made me change my thinking and actually it was a photo and it was a simple saying I saved the photo it simply said you can't change your life until you change the way you think and I gotta start doing that it's not easy it's gonna be easy So actually today, I did something. I took that first step. I went to a center that has a a gym. That's a senior center. And uh, I joined. Because I need to start strengthening parts of my body and hopefully that'll help me change the way that I think and pull my emotional state out of the dumpster and bring it on an even keel with my emotional or with my mental and my physical. And also it's gonna help building up my physical side too. I need I need I have I don't like being or not having any strength that I can barely lift a table like I used to. I could lift it up over my head and carry it around. I can't do that anymore. I struggle just carrying it on my uh, you know, sideways, and I'm hoping that this will help me solve that, that dilemma and get me back with a little bit of strength and maybe help me feel better about myself mentally and then emotionally. Yeah, it was weird. I went there today, and I signed up. And while they were processing my application, they said, well, if you'd like to go take a tour, feel free to walk around the, the, the area. So I'm walking back there, and all these old men, they have, like, six pool tables. And all the pool tables are full, and all these old Mexican men are playing pool. I mean, they have those, they're wearing those khaki pants and suspenders like uh, Cheech Marine wears. And they got those little black hats on, like... like uh like Paul Rodriguez wears, and I was like, as soon as I walked back there, they all stopped what they were doing and just stared at me. You no, know, I said, hello, gen- afternoon gentlemen, and I went about walking around, the, looking at all the exercise equipment they had and, you know, carrying on. When I went back to the front desk, you know, they had my uh, my little card and all that good stuff. And I will be, I can only do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays unless I change my dialysis days to Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. That way I can work out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It seems Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays they have a lot more things going on like um, uh, chair stretching classes, volleyball. Uh, they have a lot of things going on at that center. So. I will show up on Tuesday morning at 8.30. I will meet my trainer. He or she will take me around to the different machines and show me how they work. It's been a long time since I've been in a gym or near any exercise equipment. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. But I have to do this because I need to make... Uh, I need to make my life last. I need to put some more positivity in it. And I think I've been dwelling on too much for too long already. And, yeah, it's going to be taking baby steps. It's always baby steps. Baby steps will allow you to take a bigger stride every day. And you move forward. Like Rocky said, that's that's the thing I saw. I saw Rocky Balboa's speech to his son where he says, life will beat you down, but you have to get up and keep moving forward because that's how winning's done. I've been losing too long. So it's time for Ruben to win, or Ben. <laughs> In this case, Ben Hur, yeah. So that's what I did, and... Uh, well, if you wish me luck, I'll well, thank you. And we'll see where this is going to go. Uh, hopefully, it will also lead me to dropping some weight because I've been needing to do that for a long time. And uh, yeah, they're not going to like it at my dialysis clinic, but to hell with them. I don't care what they think. i, I got to do this for me. See, that's a thing. I've been living too long for some for other people's and I, I forgot about the most important person in my life, which is me. Maybe it sounds a little selfish, but it's the truth. I've overlooked myself. I always do. I always have. That That's the way I, I've always been. So... If you're ever over at the uh, Elvira Cisneros Senior Center on a third Tuesday or Thursday, you'll probably see me in the weight room or on the elliptical or whatever it is they have old people working on. They got treadmills. They have, those, uh, they have some weight machines. And we're going to see how busy it gets on a Tuesday morning because I need to go early in the mornings. I don't want to be going in the afternoons. It's not good for me. I prefer to get up early in the morning, go do it, and get it done. So, we'll see. Tell me what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ben Hur at TCCINDY. And you can just drop me a little message, a little mail, a little mail if you're on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, you have my Facebook address. Uh, drop me on I IM. Or just... Hit me up on one of my posts, and uh, we'll go from there. Tell me what you think. Uh, you know, be honest. If you don't like it, if you think it sucks, well, then tell me. Tell me so. What would you do to fix it? Be uh, do. Give me some constructive criticism. Something that we can that can be worked on. Don't say, "Hey, man, you just suck." You know. Well, yeah, I probably know that, but you know, I think I have a knack for this. I used to work in talk radio, and I did it for a while, and I and I had a following. But, and when they when I got, lost that job and then I lost my job from the comedy club, you know, I, I'm kind of retired, but I need something to do. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Apologies for the words, for the language, but I just, it had to come out. All right. Well, it's like I said, you know the drill. Uh, ben Hur at TCC, I-N-D-Y. Drop me a line on the Twitter. Drop me a line on the Twitter. Let me know what you think. Uh, constructive criticisms, please. You know that, That's the only way I can move forward and make the show better. Uh, so, once again, uh, stick around. We'll be right back with more show. And we're back. Well, you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. And uh, that song is an ode to NASA. Yesterday's launch of the Artemis 1 moon rocket was a success. She is currently headed toward the moon. She will orbit 40 miles from the moon. She will not land on the moon. She will orbit around the moon moon itself and come back to Earth. It's loaded with... There are no astronauts. Instead, it has three dummies on board. And no, 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 no. The dummies are not Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Nancy Pelosi. No, it's not those dummies. And actual, you know, space dummies that they use for ballast, for weight purposes... So those three dummies will take a trip around the moon, uh, come back to Earth, just to make sure that the Artemis rocket is a viable uh, vehicle for moon travel, because in 2024, they actually plan on going back to the moon. After 50 years, after 50 years when, uh, I almost said Vince Neil, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins... And only two of them set foot on the moon. That would have been Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Michael Collins whizzed around the moon in the uh, command module waiting for them to come back. This was 50 years ago. Now, the reason we never went back... Look, if we had continued, we probably would have been on Mars by 1980. Or maybe 1990. But... Something happened. They say it was because budget cuts forced the NASA NASA to shut down a lot of their or cancel a lot of their flights. And there are those that say it was because uh, it was because Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong saw something on the moon, something that did not belong. Something that they should not have seen that was looking at them. Something that told them not to come back to the moon. Why? What happened? What did they see on the moon? What's going on with the moon? You know? I'm curious as to what that was all about. And, we, and after five more missions up until Apollo 7, 17, we did not go back. We, we avoided it. We, we invested money in the shuttle system, which uh, it kind of led to the International Space Station. And now there are no more flights. There is no more space shuttle. They've all been retired. The International Space Station is still whizzing around up there, but it's getting old. Remember Skylab? Yeah, that eventually crashed back on, back into Earth, back into the ocean and burned up in the atmosphere. But the moon, we're going back to the moon in 2024. Uh, once again, it's something I can say that happened in my lifetime. I was there, I was nine years old when we went to the moon the first time. And I watched it from my grandfather's grocery store. We had the TV on and actually there were a lot of people there watching cuz a lot of people didn't have TVs but we did and so we would watch and they were watching the Neil Armstrong put his first feet his first steps on the moon and we wondered when will we go back Apollo 12 went Apollo 13 well we know what happened to her 14 15 16 and 17 went now there are conspiracy theories that say there was an Apollo 18 19 20 and 21 that went to the moon. There are even those that say we're already on Mars. There's a functional base on Mars. I don't know. I kind of find that hard to swallow. But there are also other conspiracy theories that believe that the moon is hollow and it's not even real. It's a satellite, not built naturally or created naturally, but built by aliens. They say that the moon is hollow. What's the proof? Well... Some time ago, uh, I think it was within the past, I think it was like 1972, I think is when it happened. A meteor struck the moon and the moon sounded off like a bell. Now, solid bodies aren't supposed to do that. But it rang like a bell. They measured different harmonics of the ring and it Gave rise to more conspiracy theories that the moon is actually hollow. Well, maybe that's what we're going to go back and prove. We'll see in 2024 when we plan to go back. If Artemis comes back safely and the dummies are intact, then everything's going to move forward to get the next Artemis rocket ready to go. So, what do you think? Do you think we should go back to, to the moon? We've been warned. Now, maybe this is going to start some sort of interstellar, interstellar battle with another race. Who knows? It's hard to say. What do you think? Let me know what you think. Uh, drop me a line at, on Twitter. Uh, ben Hur at TCCINDY. And uh, let me know what you think. All right. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around. We'll be right back with more show. kind of lost my uh, my head there for a minute well thank you for listening to the Chairland Chronicles, well you know the show, that when we hear the traveling Wilburys end of the line, that's the end of the show this is the end of the episode we covered a lot of territory this hour I bared my soul to you a couple of times and uh, let you know what's going on inside my head and my heart and uh now it's the end. Maybe next time I'll pay for the ending, the end, the actual the end by the Beatles. That's a great song, but I gotta figure out how to work it in here. So I will leave you. Well, I hope that your emotional, mental, and physical health are all good. If they're not, get some help. You know. If you need somebody to talk to Find somebody to talk to A shoulder to cry on You know It helps When you have somebody to talk to In my case I really don't Because that person's out of my life But uh, I will leave you with my standard uh, Departure Live Laugh love. Live your life as if today's the last day on earth. And if you're not doing that, maybe you should. Remember, baby steps will get you walking. Baby steps when you were a baby and now you're you're strutting. I stopped strutting. I need to strut again. I will. Laugh at yourself and at everything. I'm not saying life's a joke, but if you don't laugh, especially if you don't laugh at yourself, well, you're going to be a very dour person. And love. Find somebody to love. Love yourself. But you got to have love in your heart for everybody. Well, I will see you next week. At uh, same bad time, same bad channel, and we'll go from there. Until then, I'll leave you with the traveling Wilburys and the end of the line.